Welcome everybody to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. Today we're going to be talking about K1 Williams and whether or not the 49ers should resign him. So Aiden, I'll start off with you. What do you think? Do you think the 49ers should bring back their nickel corner? Like everything, I feel like we we talk about on this pod, it all depends on the money. I think with the D Ford restructure, we're scheduled to have somewhere around 14 million. It honestly sounds like you could you could make that work. I think you could bring K1 back for four or five million dollars a year but like if if the jets really want them they'll they're able to overpay they have enough salary cap and they're kind of in a spot that we were when john and cow first got there where they knew the guys that they wanted and they were willing to overpay a little bit for those guys think about how much we paid people like pierre garcon um to instill that 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 culture so sala might have seen that um we know that he likes k1 uh, but yeah, for the right price, would love to bring a guy like that back. Yeah, it really just depends on, I think, who you would rather have back. Guys like Kerry Hyder, guys like Kwan Williams. Um, and then there's some other names that have been floated around. Now, it's very likely that Kwan is back. But if he's not, it's also a position that could be addressed in the draft. I know, I think it's Elijah Molden. A lot of people like him. Um, And there's just a lot of players. There's a lot of solid quality day two corners. Asante Samuel uh, Jr. is probably going to go in the second round. Uh, Maybe the Niners take Caleb Farley at 12, who I absolutely love, by the way. I checked him out last night. He is a stud. Super raw, though. But it really just depends. What what do they want? How much does K1 want? So we've seen a lot of corners get pretty good money this for agency and then a lot of other positions have been slow such as wide receiver but corners a spot that has been paid so you mentioned the jets we know that k1 that's his hometown he grew up about 10 minutes from the stadium definitely an enticing option for him but if you're k1 williams do you think it's worth it to come back for the niners on a lower amount of money if that means you get a chance to win these next couple years because he is going to be 30 next season do you think that's worth it for him I guess it depends. So he's an he's an undrafted guy, hasn't signed kind of that that big contract. That's something to kind of keep in mind. Bounced around teams his his first couple years, signed a pretty small deal with the Niners coming from from Cleveland. wasn't wasn't a big free agency signing or something like that. So he might be thinking, I'll sign a three year deal, try to get the bag, and try to finish out my my career on a contender. Of course, like we don't know really what's going on in his head, and he's still making millions. But um, I think it's important to understand like this is an uh, this is an undrafted guy hasn't cashed in, and it'll be interesting for sure. I do wonder how much he would cost. I'm guessing it would be like four to five million a year, and I think if he went to New York, he could easily make six to eight million on around like a three year deal, and that's per year, by the way. Not not three or six million. I'm, I'd be all for that, uh, but it's it's interesting to see whether or not the 49ers are going to prioritize that. We saw them go out sign Samson Ebukam for six million before they went and got K1. They signed Alex Mack. They've they've had their their mindset has been to build up the trenches a little bit more. Um, and right now, you know, they have Jason Verrett, they have Emmanuel Mosley at the two outside spots, and maybe they do kick Mosley inside and he plays nickel but that would still require them going after another outside guy. So they're going to sign a free agent. It's just a matter of who. I think that bringing K1 back, back makes a lot of sense. If he's not demanding a ton of money, if it's already like not like predetermined that he's going to the Jets, which I don't think it is because we've had a week of free agency and he hasn't signed anywhere. 
So maybe he just has a couple offers on the table. Maybe the 49ers offered him two years, $8 million, and the Jets offered him, you know, three years, 16 to 20, or sorry, like three years, $18 million, I feel like is what they'd probably offer. Uh, but I don't know. I think for K1, I think while it doesn't, it does make sense to go and get that, get that bag. It also makes sense to come back and try to win. Um, so I think that's what he's kind of, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he's mulling right now. And it makes a lot of sense, but overall K1 is a fantastic player in 2019. He came out, he had two pass deflections, four forced fumbles out of that nickel spot and two picks. So he was a very important player. I mean, Four force fumbles and, and two interceptions playing nickel is pro- that was probably the highest number in the league. Like turnovers combined forced um, from K1 Williams in 2019. So he had six of those. Um, and then last year he had two sacks and he didn't even play that like a ton. He only played in eight games. So he still had two sacks and he was still very important when he was playing. But he's a guy that has shown that he's very important on the 49ers defense. He might not be the best coverage corner. But he's just he just does all the little things. He's just kind of a scrappy player. He's only five nine. And so if they want to bring him back, I definitely think that helps their chances of winning in 2020. Is he a long-term solution to that nickel spot? I definitely don't think so. That's okay though. Like you can you can have him and you can go draft a couple corners in the draft. And I still think it makes sense. I think that ideally you don't want corners out like starting year one, even if he's a nickel guy and he's only playing half the time. Like you don't want those guys on the field getting toasted at the beginning of their career. It just, I, I don't know. That's my opinion on it because we see a lot of guys get drafted and then, Oh, we're going to start this guy. Oh, look, he's still raw. He's still developing. And then he struggles early on. So I think by bringing K1 back, they could kind of avoid that. Even if they take, I mean, even if they took Caleb Farley at 12, I, I do think he would start, but at least he doesn't have that pressure to start right away. Or say they trade back and take a JC horn or, you know, molded in the second round, but I, I like the idea of bringing him back. What, what's your price? Like, do you have a, a barrier price? Like, all right, we can't go past this. I mean, so we have 14, I think we have to keep like eight point something for, for all the rookies, assuming that we don't trade back or anything like that, which I think is a possibility. I mean, I, I'd, I'd give him two years, eight, eight million total or something like that. Plus some in incentives, but they've been so creative with cap hits that like there's there's a couple guys who I thought that there were that 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 there was no chance that that we would bring back. But Kerry Hyder is a guy who's still on the market. Um, would you rather pay Kerry Hyder or K1 Williams? Because part of what made that that 2019 team so special was the D line depth. And you bring in a guy like Ebucam, and if you're able to bring back Hyder, that's huge. Those are like opposite Nick Bosa, one guy can play two downs, one guy can come in on third down, uh, and then they could just basically switch back and forth. Um, yeah, and just that overall depth too. Because exactly, I was looking at how the defensive line stands right now, and this is a little off topic from K one, but it's really about building like the team building of the defense. So I think it's it's super important. K one, yeah, he would start at nickel, but for the defensive line, they need one more edge guy, I think at least. Because you have Bosa and Armstead playing both the end spots on base downs. And then you'll have Javon and DJ Jones in the middle. And then you also have Kevin Givens backing them up. So you have a few guys inside. And then on on third down, you're going to have Eric kick inside too. 
and DJ Jones will come off the field and then you'll have Ebukam come in. But you also want another edge guy to, you know, spell Nick Bosa, spell Eric Armstead on some base downs. And I think that's where you want Kerry Hyder. I do think that makes sense to bring him back. I also don't think Kerry Hyder is going to cost that much money. I think it is there is a chance that they could bring back Kerry Hyder and Kwan Williams. I don't know if they will, but I do think there's a chance. But now we see that they're interested in Tavon Wilson. So maybe they're just planning on bringing Tavon Wilson in. He's going to play strong safety. And then they're going to sign Kerry Hyder back. Like that makes, like there's a lot of combinations that you can go with. But if you had to pick one, I think you probably pick Kerry Hyder just because. And, and you look at it from afar and you go, well, Kerry Hyder's not even a starter. Yeah, but Kerry Hyder's still going to get a lot of important snaps. And he and you don't want the guy in his spot just getting beat every play. You need another another strong edge rusher. You need that second wave of defensive linemen to come in. We saw that in 2019. That's what that's what led a guy like Kwan Williams excel so much that year. So I think that it's easier to replace nickel corner than it is to find a cheap depth edge piece. I guess. So that's kind of where I would lean there. And I think there's a lot of people that are, that probably think no way, like you've got to bring K1 back. He's a nickel corner. You know, he's super important to that defense. I think that's totally a fair point. I just would rather build that defensive line depth and then find another answer at nickel corner, because there's a lot of guys on the free agent market right now that have either been cut. We just saw, who was it? Adoree Jackson got cut uh, Kyle, and Kyle Fuller got Kyle cut. Fuller. Yeah. He got signed right away, but. He went to the Broncos, but I, I think you you bring up a good point. But basically, I guess that my 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 final point is that the Niners have really set themselves up through free agency that they don't have a glaring weakness. They can go so many different directions in this later part of free agency and during even the early part of the draft, where if you want to take an edge guy at 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 twelve, even though it's not a pressing need, you can do it. If you love a dude at a spot, no matter what position he plays. You can take him because like even like there's there's not a position on on the field where i feel horrible edge guys like we could make it work even just with the guys that 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 we have now and of course we're gonna we're gonna pick up some some other um rotational guys but even like right guard like that was a question mark but brunskill can can go in and we know that he can block aaron donald don't know who else he can block um, it's true for some reason he just dominates against he just them. dominates aaron donald but <laughs> It's probably good because we play them twice a year. So I feel really good about where the Niners are at. Don't have anything pressing. Um, and it gives flexibility to bring a guy like Kwan or Kerry Hyder back. We did not think that that was a possibility two weeks ago. Yeah, and even there could be a guy like Kwaski Tart. Uh, maybe, he, maybe he gets brought up. I haven't really heard a ton about him, so I don't think that's going to be the case. But Kwan. Two years, $8 million deal. I could definitely see that happening. I don't know what his his deal with going back to his hometown since he grew up 10 minutes from where the Jets play and where they practice and stuff. So, I mean, it could make a lot of sense if he ends up, if he's always just had the mindset, I'm going to go to New York and he just does that. And for some reason, he's been waiting. But since he has been waiting, it is worth bringing up, hey, like, could the Niners go get this guy? And I think the answer is yes. And I really just think it depends on you know, whether or not they they think that it's more important to pay him or to bring Kerry Hyder back and have another depth guy on the defensive line. Because I, I do think there it's very important to have that. 
even though it's, oh, he's not technically a starter. K1 is your nickel corner, so he's pretty much a starter. You know, he's he's on down like every third down, every second down. But overall, I think that there's a good chance that we bring him back. So we'll see how that turns out. But if this is your first, but if this is your first time watching the Nuggets of Gold podcast on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like the video, do all that. Um, podcast is also in the description, so make sure to check that out. But that's gonna do it for today's episode. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.